Up and live this morning. We've got a Pindi Le Ndimande who is a NLP life coach practitioner, personal development coach, and a pastor. And yes, the voice is as beautiful as the face. Uh, we are talking the art of managing your relationships or marriage. Hey guys. With this festive season, a lot of relationships have been uh, disturbed, right? And they were disturbed due to a band who don't know how to manage themselves properly. So Pindil is going to help us uh, manage uh, the effects of the holiday season, December, and also manage ourselves moving forward. Good morning, Pindil. How are you doing? Good morning, Sisman. Good luck on the 18th. I'm very well managed. Oh. Hmm. Managing relationships. Is there such a thing? Are relationships manageable? <laughs> um, there's definitely such a thing. Um, and I use the word manage because if I had to say successful or, you know, how to cultivate a great marriage, you know, it seems a bit far-fetched, you know, but managing it sounds more down to our size and our ability and capacity to handle, you know, um, because managing doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be perfect. It doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't any flaws or weaknesses. It just means you keep the relationship its head above the water, basically, so that, you know, neither of you guys drown and there's just this congruence between the two of you and the mission is just to keep moving forward together with one common goal in mind. Okay. So before we talk about managing the actual relationship or managing the marriage, how do we manage ourselves within a relationship? Because everyone has a love language, that's what you call it, or you've got your ways, you know, of doing things and you are set in your ways. So how do you manage your expectations, your love language and all your things when you get into a relationship? I'm glad that you started with such a critical aspect of a relationship and it's thyself. Um, before, well, I, I feel that relationships and marriages are just a perfect institution or they are a perfect place for two people to express love. I feel it's perfect. However, it's the human beings that have to partake in this union or this, you know, coming together, um, this collaboration of a relationship that often, you know, misses the mark or we miss the mark. So when you manage yourself, it'll be easy for you to manage your spouse and to manage the in the relationship or in the marriage. Um, truth be told, there are expectations, but you have to be confrontational and realistic with yourself that some of the expectations that we have or you have in general as a person are based on other people, um, especially in the era that we're living in of social media, you know, and, uh, Instagram perfect pictures and lifestyle can really tint what your true expectations are of a, mar- of a marriage or relationship. So you have to be very careful of that that you do not bring what looks perfect for other people and think that it's going to work for you. Know what you want from your spouse or your partner. Understand what needs you have, what needs you'd like them to meet. However, we cannot expect our spouses to be our emergency doctors or other our psychologists or counselors. Yes, your spouse is going to be there for you, but when you, when you start managing yourself, 
and you're managing your emotions. Be careful that you don't expect that your, your spouse to be somebody that will, will always be crying and they have to wipe every tear that you have and they have to account for the pain that you've experienced for the past 20 years prior to meeting them. That is very strenuous relationship. So even though you need your spouse to be there for you emotionally, just make sure that you don't overwhelm them. There are some parts of us that our spouses can help us work the journey healing, but they can't help us heal completely. Either we need professional help or we just need to work certain things by ourselves. So the second we're able to have that under wraps, it will be easy for us to then partake the relationship as a whole. Also, things like, you know, that we think it's cliche, but very important, loving yourself. Um, we, we often want to get into relationships broken and we expect people to mend our broken hearts and bridge the gap from a previous relationship or marriage that, you know, uh, exceeded the gap. And so we, we want our current spouses to sort of close off all these gaps and be present. It can't be that strenuous for another human being. So do healing, self-love, take care of yourself, be a whole human being um, before you meet somebody else because they're not going to start from scratch. They're going to complement you with what you already have. So now there's a spouse here. Sometimes one or two, three, four, depending on what arrangement you went into in this relationship. How do you manage your spouse? So managing your spouse is understanding that, first of all, the two of you are human. So you're human, you've got your own weaknesses, you've worked it out, you understand what you need, what your love language is, what your expectations are, and they are realistic for you, not what you see. You use the same name with your spouse. Understand that they would have expectations, they have a particular love language, they have needs, and you have to play a role in meeting those needs, right? So what happens, communication comes into the role here. You communicate. So how you manage them is that they need to communicate to you what their expectations are, what love language is, what they desire from relationship, what their goals are in the union that you guys are trying to create or have created. And once they communicate everything clearly, you need to take note. And at that, at that process in that time, you have the opportunity to say, I can, I am unable, I will, I have to work on this. So as much as they have expectations of you and you have to manage those expectations by listening, um, taking it all in consideration, just also be cognizant of the fact that you might not always be able to meet every need your spouse has. You might not be able to. But managing it comes to a point where the two of you can compromise. So you manage the situation. Also, when somebody begins to communicate certain things to you, they'll also communicate their weaknesses. Others will communicate their traumas or the hurt they experienced in the previous marriage. At this point, you have the opportunity to manage that by understanding where they come from. Um, but it's not going to understand that when we talk of managing your spouse's weaknesses, we need to be careful because we can't, there's a fine line a weakness, a medical or relationship problem, and something as severe as gender-based violence, right? Or something as severe as being raped by your partner, or something as severe as, you know, being emotionally abused. That is crossing the line, you know? Um, sometimes there's just one way to manage that kind of situation. Sometimes you have to get authorities involved, you have to get professionals involved, there's a lot. But there are these other weaknesses that are not so threatening to you physically or otherwise, that logically, that you can really manage. 
your spouse is not a person that is so romantic, doesn't buy you flowers and I, as much as gifts are a love language to you, but to them it might not be. You manage that situation, you know. If you have to remind them or if you're a holiday person, they not and you want them to surprise you and they can't. You don't have to sit and dwell on the fact that they have not surprised you with a holiday getaway. Rather put together something, right? That's that's how you manage. So the idea is to just bring to bring like an equilibrium between the two of you of the demand and the supply. The demand the spouse has the supply that you're able to give and vice versa. So you come to congruence, agreement, um, you have to compromise, um, and and be willing to go the extra mile. You know, some people always say in relationships and marriages. It's good to give without always expecting something back. And of course, we want the love to be reciprocated, but we also need to understand that our spouses or partners are flawed like ourselves. Others did not grow up in the environment that you did. They didn't grow up with two friends. So they don't even have an idea of what marriage looks like. You know, they don't know how they're actually supposed to treat you, and they can't apply what Hollywood is doing in movies. So they have to be realistic. And so you have to be patient with that. Another way of managing your spouse's expectation of the needs and vice versa is being patient with one another. Understand that we are walking a road. Um, I try to be romantic to you. I am not this present moment. But let's manage that situation by being patient. Teach me how to be romantic. Teach me how to. I don't know how to treat you. I grew up in an abusive uh, uh, family, you know. But you can help me manage. Oh, relationships are very tricky. <laughs> so if your relationship is going through a tough time. Um, and then you also have a partner who's not a good communicator, who does not know how to manage themselves within a relationship and has a lot of weaknesses as an individual. Uh, how, how do you navigate through that? I always say you need a third party in your relationship. Someone's neutral always say, a professional, a coach, a counselor, a psychologist, and the likes. I'll tell you why. I often say that if you're in a together, so here you, the two of you are in a picture, you can't see the entire frame. So someone on the outside has a broader view of the two of you, how big the frame is, how the two of you really look. So they are able to be very diplomatic in how they speak to you, very diplomatic in how the advice that they give, and they're mutual. The two of you are hurting each other. You are hurt and you're hurting each other. Both of you are overly emotional. Even if we can apply the principle of I will raise or communicate a certain need or problem or issue when we are calm and the environment still at any given point that there will still be fireworks if the two of you have really deep unresolved pain and issue is going to be a trigger. So it does work with others where you know the environment is quiet, there's less stress, so I'm able to communicate with my partner, hopefully they'll receive. But most oftentimes even though no matter how much the conducive the environment or the timing yeah, there will always be something that, you know, hits the fireworks. So always get a professional. Somebody will come and walk the road who will show the two of you, like if they will mirror the two of you to say, this is actually your true problem. That's your problem. You, you, the reason why you can't communicate is not really because of this lady or you don't love your, 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 your partner, your girlfriend, but you, you have this issue as part of the childhood trauma or, or this is your issue psychologically. So somebody who is a professional, who is a third party, neutral to the two of you, or neutral rather, they are able to help you. So that's the best way When you feel like you can't get through your spouse and your spouse can't get through to you and communication is a failure, get a professional. And another advice, please try avoid um, bringing uh, like, um, 
your family members, and your friends, because they are just like yourself. They are emotionally invested and they are emotionally attached. So they can't be rational in the advice that they're going to give. They'll always be biased to whoever they are attached to, right? So you, you, you can't keep such flowy from relationships and get people that are not emotionally attached and it's easy for them to give you sound advice that will tell you where you are wrong and get things does counseling help for um, relationship management or does counseling make things worse, especially when the two partners are seeing things from a different light? So the nice thing about a counselor is that they have to try and bring you guys to one common ground, right? They have to bring the two of you to a common ground. Um, that's what a successful counselor will have to do so that you guys are able to understand each other. Um, you don't talk past each other. You don't talk at each other. Your emotions are understood. Um, they will, the duty of a, a counselor is make the other understand the other's emotions. Because remember, the entire class, you guys are able to understand each other. You're unable to um, bear with each other and so forth. So their duty is to really make you understand each other and where you're coming from. The second you have an understanding of your spouse, where they're at, what they really need, it's easy for you from there to manage whatever they have. So, so Pindile, how do we manage a relationship that has uh, stepchildren? Because that brings in different dynamics, especially um, if the stepchildren have their own expectations and uh, your partner as well um, is not a partner who's able to manage a relationship. Yes, sure. That is it's quite a tough one um, when kids are involved. And so the term is called blended family. Um, well, not everyone is blended family. Blended family normally is when both spouses come with children, right? And then, of course, the step ones is when it's just one partner. Um, it is possible to manage. I think the most important thing is that um, communication, people have to communicate. It's, it, obviously, it's the parents that have to start the conversation amongst themselves because I know my child. I've had, obviously, before I introduce my child to you, um, I would have tried oh, this is actually what I'm saying to parents, they need to try to really get into the child's mind, um, give a scenario that how would it be if mommy or daddy would have to get involved with, especially the older ones that are, know what's going on. Um, how would you feel, how would the situation be for you? Try and search where your child is and how your child might receive the news. Have conversations with them thoroughly. Because remember, if you're going to get into another relationship now and you're going to, the second you bring kids in, it means that you are projecting it to be something long-term. And something long-term and, you know, after a, a huge separation or divorce, you actually want to take things a bit slow. So you're not going to introduce a kid six months into the relationship. Try not to. So you, you have that entire time, like months and maybe even a year, to try and drill this into your kids, see how they are. Because once you can place them in a certain position and understand how they feel and where they are, the second you introduce them to your spouse, you will make it easier because you will know your, your child's expectations, you'll know what they need. Subsequently, you need to be having that conversation with your spouse as well about they, the expectations of the, a child in general and then make them aware of your child, how your child feels about the potential relationship, how your child feels about a potential third parent, um, what kind of a child do they are, what are their disciplines, as if somebody who's overly emotional and somebody who's overly takes, easily takes offense. So those talks should be taking place before the initial introduction is done. It will eliminate a lot of things because when 
they now meet. It's just a chemistry that has to be built. Not going to be perfect from the onset, but at least the diamond has been cut. The rough edges are cut. And the only thing now that has to come together is just the chemistry. Hey, yeah, relationships are not easy, Pindile, but uh, the way you're explaining to us, it is easy to manage if you are willing to put in the work. Um, yes, can you give us just pointers for people who are facing challenges now in their relationships? Where do they start? Um, you need to know what you want. That's more important. Know what you want for yourself and know what you want for yourself in the relationship. Um, know what your needs and expectations are and be clear about them. And then secondly, because you guys are encountering problems, sit down and say, are we able to start afresh? Okay, not even start afresh. Are we able to build going forward? Can we communicate our expectations? I, am, I acknowledge the fact that I've not met them. I acknowledge the fact that I've got this and that weakness and I'm struggling here and there. This is not good for our relationship or marriage. But can we from here start to communicate, can we speak, can we try? If we are failing to do so, can we go for a third party? Can we bring a middleman in? Can we bring a, a counselor, psychologist, or any form of a professional? Um, another thing is that the talk you have to be clear on the fact that do you both want to continue walking the road? Because it's one thing if we're having problems, I want to fix them, but you don't. Because you can't walk the road alone. The, the, your, your partner, your spouse has to be on board. So that has to be clear from the onset that are you willing to build from here? This is what has happened. There was infidelity. We've had debt. We've had secrets. Our parents were involved. It's a huge mess. Are we willing to work this out and walk the road together? If we are, what are your expectations? What do you need? At that point, when you feel that still the both of you are unable to speak to each other, but you're you are speaking at each other and past each other, it's best to get somebody that will help you guys. Also, are you still willing to rekindle the love? Because sometimes when you go through so much in your relationship with your spouse, your partner, the, the, the love decreases. They, now there's resentment. There's a lot of like lingering hatred, you know, you know, underlying hatred. So in the midst of all of that, there's a lot of storm. There's a lot of noise. Are you guys willing to settle, you know, and bring this thing into formation, like the restart? Um, communicate that. And if, 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 it's a yes, and both of you are willing to commit. Trust me, it's not going to have half the job has been done. Because if both of you are willing and committed, still love each other, want to rekindle, want to work things out, it's just a matter of now just putting on the table what actually needs to be solved. Um, but you can't walk the road by yourself. And also, don't force issues. Like if somebody does not want to, they no longer want you. It's good to fight for your man. It's good to fight for your woman, to go the extra mile. But you need to know where you cross the line because if they don't want you, they don't want you anymore. You don't have to me. I feel like it's just stooping low to a certain degree because you can't beg somebody to love you and they don't. That's when a lot of emotional pain and distress comes in because here you are making all these major efforts and this person is rejecting you. That cannot be good for your mental health and that's a very toxic uh, environment to live in. So those are the tips that I can give you. But it's a lot of work. I like the fact that you said it's hard work. It's a lot of work. Um, when the marriage or the relationship starts, it's butterflies. Um, you know, everything is just so effortless. It's five hours of talking on the phone. It's a, but the more you guys grow, learn, weaknesses pop up, flaws, you're dealing with parents, you're dealing with finances, a lot now becomes involved in your relationship or your marriage. And when that does happen, you now have to start being intentional. 
being intentional in loving your spouse, being intentional by, in spending time with them, being intentional about making things work between the two of you. It's a lot of work. It's, it's an every, like it's a 24-hour, 24-7 work job. Like you are sitting in the office, you are on your computer, you're in studio and radio, you are still working at the relationship. Like it's sort of like a background thing. You know, it's like a, a system that updates itself in the background. It's a lot of work. And so both of you have to be willing to put in the work no matter what to see this thing through. Lastly, don't involve another person. Another person meaning try not to fix a relationship by finding a partner that will meet a particular need that your spouse does. And don't bring a third person, person in that manner because you will ruin things. You won't give your partner an opportunity to redeem themselves because there will be this other person on the side that meets your needs and that shouldn't. Um, at the end of the day, it is manageable and you guys can do it. Well, on that note, uh, let's wrap up our conversation. Pindila, thank you. I'm sure uh, people will recover this year uh, when it comes to relationships and marriages will be built um, because of this conversation. But for those who want to be in touch with you, how do they do so? They can contact me on 071-185-6615. And I'm also on Instagram as Pindila Demandis. Thank you so very much, Pindila. Have a blessed morning further.